0: Drum roll, please. Even though we're not talking about drums. Episode nine. Uh, nine. (laughs) Yes. Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the stuff that people don't listen
1: to. To the strangy noise thing. Yes, we are
0: talking guitars today. What show are we? What? What's our show called? Talking Guitars Today. <laughs> I and saw it's it like. our show card. This is the Backseat Playlist. <laughs> I have uh, renamed the, the podcast called Talking Guitars Today. <laughs> Talking Guitars Today. Uh, we're going to be off Spotify again for about two weeks because yeah. the name change got a process. and then... It was longer than we'll two weeks. It was like four now there's, a month. now there's duplicates up there, so if you click on the one, you're only going to get the first two episodes, and if you click on the other, you'll get all the current episodes. Oh, I love it. Maybe a, that's why our viewership has declined. It's a hellhole. Yeah, gotta love Spotify. The internet is trash. Yeah.
1: I don't like Spotify. I've never liked Spotify. I hate all these people that are now hopping on the hate Spotify train. When I've been of, hating it for years? Yeah, I've been hating it for years. They, you and me have talked about it. Their audio quality sucks. I have one question. Yeah. Yes, I'll go to prom with you.
0: Okay. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. We can be hired to be prom When dates. you... So you listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts? Uh, yeah, everything about... Last podcast. Because they're only on... No, oh, no, they're back! They're back! Oh, I'm going to switch back. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I you... I listen to one podcast that shouldn't be named... Um, when you this one, when you listen to podcasts on Apple Music, does yours like save where you listen to, or does it restart? It saves where I listen to. Motherfucker, because mine doesn't. Uh-huh. I'll be like forty. I listen to the whatever it was the first whatever series is on the last podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, MK Ultra. Yeah, I listened to the first fifty minutes of that episode <laughs> three times. Three times because I kept trying to like. Like, sc- scroll forward, scroll into it. It's like, I know I heard this part, and we've got to be near where I've stopped listening to, and then it'd be 25 more minutes of stuff I already listened to. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to sort my Apple, I got to sort all my podcast stuff out, both yeah, as a consumer weird. and distributor.
1: Yeah, I'll admit, I mean, I don't, I prefer Apple Music, but I don't like Apple's podcast app, and I don't like how it's two separate apps. Yeah. That's annoying. Like, I know that they've tried... They, because they used to have everything in one thing, and then they're like, well, now we're going to separate everything. So iTunes is different from Apple Music, which is different yeah. from the App Store, what? which is... Di- yeah, like, I hate that crap. Like
0: Yeah. It's Apple's too- the devil.
1: I'm not defending them. Yeah. But out of all of the music apps, theirs sounds the best to me. Mm-hmm. Because um, they use a different uh, codec information thing and, yeah. and compression algorithm. No,
0: I've been... spot Like, one... They don't pay artists enough for streams. I think they pay like half as much as what all the other platforms pay. Except for Amazon. You mean they pay three-thirds of a penny more, less? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, none of them pay artists diddly squat. Yeah, but I can get on my high horse. Uh, yeah, I've always just been about I will say quality. that Spotify has their podcasts platform down, though. Yeah, no, like, I like the way that it's presented, like um, visually. So, I do have both on my phone, one because I got to make playlists for our Spotify releases. But I do find myself, I will listen to podcasts more on Spotify because I don't need like super high fidelity. Yeah, I don't
1: need the high fidelity thing.
0: Because most of the time, if I'm listening to a podcast, it's in my headphones and I'm doing chores or. And it's just just people people talking. Fixing stuff at the theater or it's on in my car or whatever. Like, I don't need detail.
1: Yeah.
0: As long as it's not like and actually listening to really high detailed recordings of people talking is kind of awkward mm-hmm. like you want it to sound a good but I'm sure like if we put out like if we drop the money for like and we're talking into like all U87s or fucking like AKG a like, vintage <laughs> C12s like hearing all the, the articulation of our voice would be awful I would travel
1: into the future and smack the shit out of ourselves if we were using microphones on a
0: podcast. Big flex, but okay. Big flex, but. Yeah, we should tube c C12s into a Behringer USB mixer. (laughs) I'm down. Run it into the computer in We should do a whole
1: series of like renting and like borrowing like the most expensive microphones we can and then just run them into the most garbage of setups. Like. (laughs) Could be fun.
0: (laughs) Could be fun.
1: I'd be down people that we'd be borrowing from be like, you want to do what with my $13,000
0: microphone? I want to take your C13 and run it into a Yamaha USB mixer <laughs> and broadcast it with uh, OBX. Can we test the whole phantom power ribbon thing with your 30-year-old
1: ribbon microphone? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Let's see how much voltage it takes to pop that son of a bitch. Four. It takes four volts. Four? I don't know. Really? I was going to say, no, was like, only four? i I'm like 48 will fucking kill it then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kill your ribbons, people. <laughs> Kill your ribbons, especially the ones that your daughter brings home from her competition. Screw those things.
0: Throw them away. Yeah, yeah. Sean White didn't get a ribbon. Apparently, he didn't place. Wait, he's still doing the Olympics? Yeah, it was his last run, and I don't I think he. I think he came I, in fourth. Is he not?
1: I, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't value the Olympics, yeah. so I have no idea. All, I, all the only thing I heard because I was when I was on the treadmill at the gym, they had it's got the little TV on it, and it just whatever the channel was had they were talking about. Some like 16 year old or 15 year old Russian skater girl got like got popped for doping, but then the, but then the Olympic Committee was like, "Well, she got you know she took the test during Christmas time, and we just now got it back, and we don't want to hassle her with going through all this stuff. She can't defend herself right now, so we're going to let her you know skate. and I'm like, I mean, I personally don't have any problem with with athletes doping, but like if you're going to yeah. have this rule and then you're going to be like, yeah. well, we don't want Russia to
0: attack us like oh screw yourself." Do you find it weird when people get, like, all uppity about when they find out that, like, athletes are cheating? Because I just assume that, like, every athlete cheats. Yeah, I just assume. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's
1: not to say that they're not all superhuman. I mean, like, they're all the best of the best. But then they're even better because they all dope. You know, they're all doing (laughs) something.
0: They'd be like, I just, I can't believe he would do that. Like, I can. (laughs) Why
1: wouldn't you? (laughs) If you thought you could get away with it at that level, like, (laughs) of course you're going to try to be the best. Yeah,
0: Uh, i think we should
1: like i was talking about this with somebody the other day i was like i think they should just set up like a standard list of approved like yeah uh uh, performance enhancing drugs that like okay we know these ones are the least likely to like kill you or like cause irreparable harm like we'll have some type of morality to it where it's like okay yeah we're not gonna allow you just like inject yourself with like god knows what yeah, yeah god knows what like well we won't at least we won't condone it yeah. but like we'll say like yeah you can use this that like you know Anivar and all these mm. other things and I forget what they're all called I was gonna say codeine I was like wait that's yeah. not that's yeah not really they much. should take codeine before <laughs> they play it would be awesome <laughs> and just inject everybody with ketamine before, <laughs> before they do shit
0: <laughs> not even sports can beat the drug war oh yeah nothing can I was watching one of those like insider things on YouTube when it was just like a former like undercover drug enforcement officer from like mm-hmm. London was on he's like, we just did, like, we did the biggest drug bust in history. And then I realized that this was only going to stop cocaine being distributed in this neighborhood for, like, two days. <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> Probably, he's like, like, five he's hours. Like, we
0: spent, like, millions of dollars on this. Millions of taxpayer dollars. Taxpayer dollars. But we'll get off that. This is not the time for political rantings. This is the time for bad guitar player rantings. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Guitars. I play the instrument. I like the instrument. I own two of them. I, yeah. Um, one of them. Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, own I own a, a couple. A, a couple.
1: Uh, yeah, we talked about... Uh, well, last time, we, we talked about instruments. We talked about bass. Um, I'd say, you know, general rule of thumb is it's it's a little similar. The guitar I, is guitar just is a tiny similar. bass with slightly more strings. Yeah. I, um, you know, I don't think we need to rehash everything. I know one of the things that I think we can kind of... Gloss by a couple things, and that you know, with bass, it's very similar to guitar. That different strings are going to cause different sounds. I always prefer, unless you're doing like a, a unless you're particularly going for that sound, yeah. I always prefer new strings, fresh strings, always. Unless you're going for yeah. like a, a folk thing where you really want it to sound really rustic, and you know, very like dirty almost. You know, that kind of old, dirty, yeah, folky sound. If
0: again, it's it's. It's okay to break that piece of advice if it's intentfully, like, creative, but don't—yeah, more often than not.
1: But don't be like, man, why are my guitars not cutting through the mix, and you've done everything but put new strings on the guitar because you're lazy? Then it's like, come on, you know. That's the $14 fix, come on. Yeah, I mean— Fresh guitar strings can completely change the tone. You're cranking that treble knob in the presence. You're like, man, it's just not lifting the way I want it to. Yeah, because those strings are three years old, and they're covered in dirt. (laughs) It sounds horrible. Oh, man. Come on, bro. But uh, for recommendations, I think... um, Last time I, when I talked about strings, I will. I think I said elixirs for bass. I love elixirs on guitar as well. Those are really, really awesome. But um, studio and live, because I think you said studio you, and live. You
0: like elixirs live, but other things um, for
1: recording. you know. Honestly, I, I just I've been playing a set for the last two weeks now. And I've done a little bit of tracking just myself on the guitar, and like they hold up in the studio too. Like I don't. It's more of a. The elixirs are more of a feel thing, I think, for a lot of people because they're coded. Yeah doesn't bother me i i'm not like that really sensitive about anything that i play whereas some people are so if you're really like oh it doesn't feel like metal like know, it is but it's, it's just coated they have uh, another version they've got the nano webs which are like the really coated ones and then i think they have the um the polywebs and something else where it's like slightly less coated and it's supposed to feel more natural mm. so for the i'm gonna use this slang term but for the boomers that <laughs> uh you looked at me like what are you about to say <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh god what's he gonna say we have to start over again um i'm also a big fan of the uh, nyxls by daddario yeah i'm a
0: fan, huge fan of those i like i'm gonna americanize it is it daddario i always say Diodario. daddario Diodario, daddario
1: i don't know it always, say- always makes me think of my favorite actress alexandra daddario I always, oh, I've always. If you're said, listening to this, Alexander, you should come on the podcast sometime <laughs> and talk audio with talk, us. <laughs> what, what are you listening to? Yeah, what are you listening to? Tell us about the boom guy on SETI, your latest. I music.
0: like Diodario across the board Diodario strings, Evans drum heads, Promark sticks aren't my favorite drumstick company, but they're my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Planet Waves cables. And ah, I love and Planet like Waves cables. Yeah. Those are some of my favorites. I wish. Does Planet Waves make XLR cables, or are they strictly instrument cables? They should get in the XLR game. Yeah,
1: they should. Planet... Didn't,
0: didn't Warm Audio get into the XLR game? I don't they know. They got some
1: like gold-plated cables. Uh, I, yeah. you know cable, that's like the thing. Like so, I'll just, like cross this off right there. I know. Uh, I know somebody in my life is going to give me shit about you didn't talk about the cables. You didn't talk about what cables to use. And like, I don't know. As long as it's not broken, <laughs> like cables for me are the last thing on the list. I for guitar tone watched.
0: Uh, YouTube video where the guy had like a $50 instrument cable Mm -hmm. and like a $12 instrument cable and the way he broke it down he's like the only variation I'm hearing is slight variation in my performances like Mm -hmm. I picked this note a little harder so that's why it's a little the only thing that I've
1: read that didn't seem like uh, just somebody on a forum the only like studies I've done showed that I think the higher end cables are better past, like, a certain length. Like, I think it's, yeah. like, 50 feet or 100 feet. Once you get back there, yes, the higher-end cables, and it's more so a quality control issue because they're just, because they're more expensive, they, they check the cable. Yeah. And it's more likely to be consistent all the way through, whereas cheaper cables, once you get past that, like, obnoxious length mm. of 50 to 100 foot is when, like, it might not be as good. But under that, which, if you're plugging your, like, your guitar into your amplifier with, like, that long of a cable, I don't know what, I mean, I can't even... I've never used a hundred foot even to go from my upstairs to my basement. Like I'm always yeah. under fifty foot, so I don't know. I don't buy the whole cable thing. I think it's an old school thing.
0: I mean, and, yeah. I mean, if like your more expensive cables are going to be probably a uh, thicker gauge. Yeah, when I buy better. into that, like you yeah. know, there's certain like yeah. I you know more the, durable. Yeah. some of the cables that I have, I, I mean, I, I know we've brought them out to live gigs because we've had to, yeah. But I wouldn't daily. Yeah, if I had the extra money. Of course. I would buy
1: really nice cables. They look nice. They feel nice. It's It, it helps. It's, it's great. But out of everything involved in the guitar chain, like, I would just buy cables that aren't broken. That's all I yeah. care about. Like, just that's get... the last thing on my list. Like, oh, I've got $40 left.
0: I'll buy a couple, like, $10 cables that yeah. work. I mean, well, like, I don't buy into the whole, like, it's a Megami gold plated. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like... If, yeah, if that's the biggest concern in your mix, then either A, your mix is completely botched, or B, it's so good that that little difference doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know. Like, you're either at the bottom of the barrel or you are the cream of the crop.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's... Again, it's also like with, like... We're going to get blasted for this, but it's also like the whole tone tonewood discussion with guitars. I'm like, yeah, I guarantee you there's probably some... Some slight difference, but at the end of the day, it's like, is it really... Compared to all the other things that go on with the guitar and you're playing, I don't buy anything. Your the chain, it's like, thing. Uh, like I, I mean, I
0: will acknowledge except for
1: acoustic guitar. Acoustic guitar, completely different. Electric we sh- guitar, we'll do an
0: acoustic episode later yeah. on. Uh, but I, I just meant weeks, that in in, but, yeah. in
1: in terms of the tone wheel the electric thing. guitar. Yeah,
0: no string, um, new strings, pickups, player,
1: I, uh, pedals, yeah, amp, yeah, exactly. cab. Uh, with guitar pickups, you know, you've got you've got humbuckers and single coils. Uh, I like a P90. Yeah, um, I. I like a P90. You can coil tap your humbuckers, coil split, coil tap, whichever you would call it. Um, all kinds of different
0: different tones. Um, there was, a, I think it was like Seymour Duncan in the day made those like, it was the size of a humbucker, but it had in like so many options where you could like, it would be a P90, it could be a rail pickup, you could split it, it was Insane. I forget oh, what they cool. were called. That's kind of like
1: the uh, yeah. the Fishman Fluents that have come out mm. in like the last few years that are really popular. That you can like they've got the chips on the back that you can like yeah. dial into different uh, different settings and stuff like that. It's pretty trippy. Um, so unlike unlike the bass, I feel like whereas like when I, with the bass, I said like to me, the tone from the actual bass and the pickups is so much more important than the amp, um, especially because you're taking a DI and I feel like just you get so much more tone because most of the time your bass is going to be relatively clean. Whereas guitar, you know, you've got a very you've got a wide variation of different tones of the guitar. You've got clean tones, dirty tones, distorted tones, high gain tones, and like I feel like it's the snare drum of the stringed
0: instruments. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like I feel like the your amp and your pedals if you're doing if you're if you're a pedal person are a little more important, you know? Like I feel like if you're playing through a Marshall JCM eight hundred, it's gonna sound like a JCM eight hundred, no matter whether you're playing a telly through it. Or a less Strat through it or a Les Paul. Like, yes, those are going to, all three of those are completely different sounding guitars. There will be a massive difference. But overall, it's still going to sound like a JCM 800. Um,
0: yeah, it's one of those weird things where um, I do feel like the, I almost feel like the speaker in the cab does more to the tone of the guitar than almost anything else. Matter of personal opinion. Yeah. I would I would say like the the head and cab are like yeah 50/50 50, 50. because yeah you can completely transform the yeah, tone of that. Yeah like amp. with bass I feel like the instrument I- itself is 60% of the tone mm-hmm. but with guitar I feel like the cab and amp is 60% yeah, of the I tone. Yeah I agree. I agree. There's a little bit more leeway and I think just it's so important for the bass because there's a shitload of low end in there because it's a low end instrument so you need you need it to be clean from the instrument. Whereas guitar, I mean, really, I'm not, there's really nothing in the double digits frequency wise in my guitar mix. So, yeah. I also feel like with just the way that guitar is generally presented in mixes, I
1: also feel like you've got a lot more leeway and wiggle room with, yeah. with guitar. Um, whereas bass, it's like, it's so integral. Even if you're not mixing your bass to a place where it's like a, clearly audible defined thing it's yeah. still that low end like you said like those double digit numbers are just are holding the entire mix together along with the drums like yeah it's so funny everybody wants to be a guitar player but i feel like it's like the least important thing in the entire mix
0: <laughs> there's a lot of mixes where the guitars is just kind of noise and the mm-hmm. far sides of the mix yeah which is it's like really odd yeah yeah it's strange but um yeah i, I mean
1: There's a whole ton you could... I mean, I don't know. Guitar is guitar. I don't really know where to really dive in more with it. I mean, you've got all kinds of different amps. I mean, you you know, all of them do various different things, of course. You've got your clean amps. You know, Fender puts out a bunch of, you know, good bluesy, country, twangy amps. You know, you've got your Marshalls, which are that that British high gain down to, you know, dirty tones. You've got Mesa, which is metal. Angle, which is, you know, another metal-type amplifier. Orange, if you will. Orange, yeah. Orange. Those, those are great. Big, those are a little bit of everything. You big can do. fan of the uh, of the orange yeah. uh,
0: amplification.
1: Um, you know, with cabinets you've got various different sizes, two by twelves, one by twelves, four by twelves. I like
0: I like a two by twelve. I like a two by twelve as well. It's just gives you the option for kind of like I don't like to double mic a single speaker. Like it it's kinda of weird. Yeah, I don't either. I generally um, don't. So at least at least two by twelve gives I you like, the option for the thing
1: with four by twelves, I haven't had a lot of opportunity to do this, is that if you've got I have an empty cab that I'm planning on putting four different speakers in. Yeah. That I can mic each different speaker and then have a choice to blend various different tones. Yeah. Um so I like that for four x twelve. But yeah, I mean, we've thought about it before. Unless you've got unless you're playing on a really big stage for live, four x twelves are a little overkill. You know, I mean if you're playing a big enough stage. Hell go yeah. for it. go for it do it like it's awesome but um you know if you're playing the club in your local local town chances are 2x 12 is gonna be just good enough for you and then in the studio yeah. it's like I don't know, unless man. that unless you're 4x 12 like you don't need a 4x 12 like if you're in the studio and you're like oh man I want that 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 you know that old school big 80s ballsy tone like you don't need a 4x 12 in the man, studio you can like, get there with it if you have one great but don't think that like you're missing out because you don't have it like you can get that tone great just from a 2x12 or shit even a 1x12 if you've got one i like i like single speaker combos too like i mesa makes a mesa boogie makes a great 1x12 speaker it looks like a 2x12 because it's like such a big
0: cabinet but it's yeah. just
1: one speaker in there
0: perfect yeah it i gives you less things to screw up yeah, takes right. away options where you just I be like, like i sometimes. know where i'm putting the mic you oh. know Oh, rant! I made some shitty guitar tones over the weekend. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I am. I tell you what. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I soloed up the one guitar mic or amp that I had to mic, mm-hmm. and I I soloed it in my ears, and I just handed it to Bob. He didn't even make it to his ear. It just like he just like threw it at me and he's like, what the hell is that? And I was like, it's that motherfucker's guitar tone. What uh what was this person playing through? Uh it was a Silverface Fender something or other. I feel like so uh, I love Fender guitars. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Fender amp person. I only like um, their old school ones, like the deluxe, the champ. Uh, Yeah. Any of their more modern stuff? The ones that Nick and Drew have are both great. Mm -hmm. But no, this was the more modern – I didn't pay attention. But it was just like – it sounded like – Do you know, was it a solid state or was it a – No, I'm pretty sure it was tube. Okay.
1: Um, Even their newer tube stuff, like unless it's like a reissue, like a deluxe reissue or any of the ones where they're like, yo, we're just doing the same thing over and over again. Fender – and this kind of goes with a lot of the cheaper amps, like – that's why I say, like, get yourself a really great amp and then a two hundred dollar guitar and set it up nice. Because yeah. cheaper amps just have this brittle sound, no matter what. Uh, there's a lot of there's the... this weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what's your experience with that? Like, I hate to shit on like cheap gear, but like with guitar amps, like distortion is such a
0: distortion has to be warm. It's like, you the name have... of the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, this it it sounded like a it sounded like a chainsaw going through an overdrive pedal like oh God. um i've had i think this is where my ang- this band causes me anger mm-hmm. like this is where most of my frustration comes from uh i mix them once at something and uh you've seen the setup that we roll with um the room that i was in it's not really ideal for what's going on yeah. um we we have to run you know Subwoofers, I, I, we don't have enough of our smaller subwoofers to have all of them in the room, so we have to roll out the big boys. Yeah. So a couple years ago, this guy like cussed me out on stage because he's like, "I fucking told you to take that damn bass out of my monitor or out of my yeah." Like, um, and there was no bass in his monitor. He was just right directly behind the subwoofer. Nice. So since then, I have, uh, I haven't directly been mean to this guy. But I haven't necessarily like gone out of my way to be like,
1: Hey, how you doing? Happy buddy? you're yeah. here. Yeah.
0: Um Do I it, know this band? Yes. Oh, cool. I told you they sucked once and you were like, yeah, I see it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of bands. <laughs> um Uh Yeah. So they played and the same thing happened. Um But his uh he just has he also has a very unmixable guitar tone Uh where if it can't cut through the mix out front like there's no way it's coming back through a speaker audibly like yeah you know so it's you know what do you think about guitar oh so this is a guitar
1: tone i was listening to this album recently and i was like god i love the music i think it's uh but but the guitar tone is just unbearable to me Pantera's album "Cowboys from Hell." Yeah, <laughs> that album. Like, and I and I get that at the time it was pioneering. It was like this is so different. But and, and I love that band. Like, I love those songs. I love watching their live videos. <laughs> but that album I listened to the other day. I was like, whoo, yeah. man!" You can't listen. To, I mean, I can't listen to it very loud. It's got to be like you know conversation level little, volume because yeah. they are just like, "Wow, those guitar tones are just." That's uh. And I feel like so many people still don't understand, like, that was a time period, and so they still try to go for that guitar tone. It's like, but that's not what those guitars sounded like
0: live. Like, that was just not the greatest of No, there's... Yeah, uh, I think people hear, like, one specific thing on a recording. Mm -hmm. Like, they have one, like, this guitar tone stood out to me, so obviously it's the best. And it was obviously, like, placed in there for an effect. Yeah. Like and maybe this is me overthinking it, in Black Honey by mm-hmm. Thrice, and the chorus is like uh, sticking my hand through a swarm of bees, mm-hmm. the guitars kind of get overdriven a little bit. Sound like swarm and of And they bees? sound like a swarm of bees. Cool, cool effect. effect. Yeah. Probably not, should not be your bass guitar tone. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. not like bass, like <laughs> yeah, slap it, yeah. but like... Slap it a bass. <laughs> it should not be the foundation of your guitar tone. Did I you watched that movie again the other night? Did you? Yeah, nice. I love that movie. <laughs> it should be a setting for yeah. like yeah a bump in a chorus but like it shouldn't be the overall thing like it just a good platform guitar tone is necessary but this dude's yeah did i tell
1: you about that band that i i almost worked with that i think we've talked about this but their guitar tone the, the guy that they had worked with before had i don't know if he used like an oxbox or a torpedo but he captured their amp heads um, and was supposed to. I don't think this engineer knew what he was a new, uh, very beginning guy. Like, I don't. am not going to knock him. I'm not going to knock him. Don't is just, do this. This learn, is just a learn from this moment. Learn from dude's mistakes. But this person didn't know that they were then supposed to put like a cabinet IR on it or then run it back through a cabinet yeah. so it was just the captured amp head tone oh. and i mean and then mixed it onto the record have you ever bypassed oh oh it's horrible go like if you got anybody that's listening if you guys have like a, an amp simulator, an amp simulator or
0: bypass the cabinet section and just listen to the head you can, and it's awful if you have a digital audio workstation i think it's black rooster audio makes they have something called they, they have an Orange RockerVerb 30 plugin where you can take the cab out
1: <laughs> and you it's just an hear the sound. amp.
0: It's free. It's a pretty good...
1: Plug in, i like, i try to explain it when yeah. i when i met with this band when we were, when we were talking about doing an album I, they were like yeah we weren't really happy with the guitar tones and i was like oh and, I, and then i listened and i was like oh yeah no shit because that's not a guitar tone that's just yeah no dudes that's electricity
0: dude that i mixed his amp sounded like if you took the speaker out uh, <laughs> just, oh.
1: always uh, also this this goes for bass cabs too if you're recording a bass cab always double check your cabs you know for Like, loose screws, loose magnets, anything like that. Don't go in there with a rattly-ass cab and try to mic that, you know? I think that was a talking point. It was like, why do bass players always come in with something broken on the cab? Not every
0: bass player, but, you know.
1: I had a client come in one time with a a really nice um, Fender Deluxe, like, old vintage one. And he he was carrying and I was hearing this rattling, and I was like, is there a spring reverb in there? Am I hearing a spring? But then I took a look at it, and the whole the magnet on the back of the speaker was loose. Like mm-hmm. the, and I was like, "Well, we can't. I mean, we could try to use this, but it just it it also just lost some of its its yeah. gusto.
0: You know, just inspect your gear. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's really more about just finding a good platform. Like I said, like a good foundational tone. Yeah, that also I, I feel and this is my like engineer talking uh, the scoopy like I call it the like the bedroom guitar tone mm-hmm. where there's like no mids yeah and it, like it sounds cool in the room for sure yeah like
1: but in a mix it's kind of like yeah. you can
0: still get that that
1: feeling through other means with the guitar you don't have to just yeah completely smiley face it
0: I think a lot and I was I was listening I was in Tentfully listening to a lot of guitar tones because I had some free time this afternoon. I got out of work earlier, which is awesome. Like set up for the show that's coming in tomorrow. For the most part, I think knock on wood, it'll all be cool. I don't have any wood. Nope, all plastic. (laughs) Um, All plastic and felt. But even it's not so much that. The guitars are, like, that crazy boosted in the low end. It's just, like, some guitar tones don't have a lot of high end Mm -hmm. in the verses and stuff. And there's a a talking point, like, we'll talk about miking later. But, like, when the vocals are in, I like a darker guitar sound. Because it gives all the air to the vocal. Mm -hmm. And then when the vocals come out, you, like, even with, like, I was listening to a Soundgarden song. And I forget which one it was. But it was just, like, a disgusting amount of boosted low end. (laughs) It was off of the... I think it might have been off of Super Unknown. Oh, yeah. That was really dark. um, So, like, the main guitars that are up close are, like, super bass heavy. But Mm -hmm. there's accent lines that are all upper mid-range. So, like, it does leave space for the things in the mix.
1: I, I love that. I love when arrangements allow for breaking up different guitar tones that you might have like your your foundational tone might be very prominent in one frequency area and then you have these highlighting parts come in that then fill out the frequency spectrum yeah
0: but also it's also one of those where like that's definitely a choice that they made Mm -hmm. in the process of recording like yeah that wasn't that wasn't rolled in with that guitar tone yeah and i think there's just a lot of yeah i was just like i you know i've mixed I just like, oh God. See a guitar cab rolling in on stage and you go to put a mic in front of it and you just see that it's like bass is at seven, trebles at eight, and mids are at zero. And it's just yeah, like that... Well, I could mic the center of the speaker, but that's gonna be so piercing and bright. But like I can't even put it on the dust cap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so where do you do you mic differently position wise? We don't have to go into necessarily the microphones just yet. We'll just talk about position wise. Do you, for live versus the studio, do you mic the guitar differently? Yeah. How mm-hmm. do you How do you do it for for live? For live, I am getting that microphone as
0: close to the speaker as possible, just because. I, I do the same thing in the studio, though. I like getting it as close as possible. I can't risk the bleed from other things yeah, taking over live. the guitar sound. Yeah, so and I'm going to aggressively off. high pass a guitar sound live anyway. Now, how um, about like the position with with like on the speaker? Like, are you like? I'm going to split the cone and the dust cap 5050 live. Okay. Um if their settings are whack, I might go a little off access with yeah, something. Like adjust. if they have a lot of bass in their sound, I will split it kind of like um, you know, if this is the center of the speaker, right? Mm-hmm. And I know this is a bad example for people listening. My normal thing is going to be like that. Like 50% mm-hmm. of, you know, more than likely it's a 57. on the center of the speaker, 50% on the dust cap. Yeah. Microphone, maybe about a business card's width away from the grill cloth or whatever. Um, If it's a really bassy guitar tone, I will mic the opposite side of that same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I need some of the brightness, but... Hopefully some of that low end will kind of miss the microphone, too. So those are my two, like, standard, like, I'm going to start there. If I get a sound check, which is (laughs) rare, um, I will make a decision. But more often than not, I found those two positions can get me
1: through they're pretty consistent set. yeah you know, you know what you're gonna get out of them because in live you're not really looking to
0: be reinvent the wheel well there's also so much amp bleed that's gonna in yeah. the venues that I'm in like yeah, exactly. I'm not you know a, you're gonna get a lot of stage volume yeah I mean I mix some sets over the weekend where I didn't have guitar going through the PA
1: uh, at yeah. all like, Yeah. now how about how does that differ from your approach then in the studio
0: uh studio I'm usually going a little further back okay um but my, you know, my taste in guitars, I don't like a whole lot of low end in them. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I have that kind of old, I like old school guitar sounds. Where oh, yeah. they just sound like fucking band pasts. Mm-hmm. Um, not all the time, but for certain sounds. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: my general starting point. <laughs> we have to give that, uh, that obligatory, like, it all depends. Genre dependent. <laughs> um,
0: no, I mean, I will start with the, what I call the 50-50 spot Uh on the guitar cab, but in the studio I'm an inch or two inches away from the speaker cloth because I want to get rid of some of that proximity effect, Mm -hmm. because I can always add that low end in with an EQ. True. Like, I'd rather do additive EQ than subtractive EQ. Um, So I will start, like, that's with any cab I'm micing up, I'm going to start there and I'm going to listen to what I'm hearing and then I will make a choice from there. Because I'm not... I don't have a whole lot of guitar stuff. I'm not yeah. a guitar player. So I don't really have time to like, not really time, but like anytime I'm miking up someone's guitar cap, it's not mine. I don't know it as well. Yeah. So it's like, you know, with my drums, I can tell you where I point the mic, how I have them tuned. Yeah. Good to go. That's what I record the most is me playing drums. Um, So with a guitar, I will start there and then I will let my ear kind of dictate yeah. what I need. Yeah, I mean, need it brighter, need it less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More often than not, I am still doing a bright mic dark mic. Yeah, I do a bright uh, mic dark mic one and two thing and usually one of them is 75% of my guitar tone mm-hmm. and then the other part is just there to emphasize what's missing. Yeah. It's not really a 50/50 split.
1: I forget uh I forget what one engineer did, but he did all the uh did a lot of the Megadeth Metallica era mm-hmm. like 90s era stuff. And uh, I follow that approach a lot lately with a lot of my rock and metal guitars where I've got one microphone dead center on the speaker and then I've got another one on a different uh, speaker, where it's like on the the cone itself, like dead on yeah. the cone, um, and then kind of blend those to taste. Um, I never run into phase issues with that. I also try to get it as close as possible to the cab, or mm-hmm. to the to the uh, to the speaker. Um, like what did what did this guy say? I think he said like, if I could cut the grill cloth off of everybody's, amp, heard I that, would. Yeah. And I would get it as as damn close as I could. And I like that. I think it's a really aggressive sound. Now, yeah. if I'm going for more, and then depending, and then. If I'm going for spacier guitars or more roomy guitars, like, less less biting, you know? I should say... If I will pull. I will definitely do more of a roomy sound where, like, I'll be, you know, probably, you know, six to seven inches away from the, the speaker itself, mm-hmm. you know, um, to get a little more of that, that air, a little more of that, yeah. that
0: room ambiance. Yeah, I mean, if it's, like, a heavy, heavy guitar, I'm going to get closer. Yeah. Because that's, I feel like... For heavy stuff, you don't really want a whole lot of room stuff because mm-hmm. what gives it that aggression is it sounding like it's right, like, in, like yeah. right it's in your, your ear, ear. So, drum. but I, as I've said before, I don't really record that much yeah. metal or anything. It's, I could do it, like you know, if a metal band wanted to work with me, like cool, yeah, we can do this. But it's just not, yeah, like completely my vibe. I like heavier stuff, but I like down tempo heavy stuff where you can kind of get away with that more, more open sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I can afford to get slightly further away from the cab yeah. and let, let the amp breathe a little bit. What's your, uh, if you could only have, and it can't be the 57, How
1: <laughs> <laughs> to say, okay. if you can only have one guitar mic, what would you, what would it be?
0: Pro, I mean, are we just, are we given the fact that the 57 is just going to be in everybody's toolbox?
1: Yeah, because the fifty-seven sounds good on guitar no matter what you do. Yeah, so, but you can't. So you can't pick that one because <laughs> it's like okay, if I all because I feel like
0: it's a given that the I feel 57. like it's a
1: given. Like if you could only have one microphone for guitar, you'd probably pick the fifty-seven because it's pretty damn versatile. Yeah, but so I'm gonna say you can't pick that one. You gotta go outside the box. What's if you only have one? Mm. I think for me it would be any variation of the four fourteen, whether it's the four fourteen or the two fourteen. I would prefer the 414 because then i've got multiple polar patterns That's to fair. then cheat my way into having like, you know, room sound and direct sound and, and the figure eight or an omni. Um i just i like i like the yeah. 414 or or any 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 large diaphragm condenser with multiple polar patterns. I think you can do a lot of cool stuff with the guitar. It's on just it.
0: from like microphone like if i could pick any mic or just one from my personal mic, mic locker. We'll just say any. Uh probably probably a good ribbon. Okay. Maybe a 121 if i could afford it or cool i haven't personally used them but those SE Voodoo ribbon mics i've heard good things they are a little brighter than the average ribbon but okay but yeah and i like a i like a ribbon on a guitar cab yeah. um anything from my locker i like the 421 a lot yeah um, the 421 is great ah, it's like sneaky good i that SE electronics like kick drum condenser the X1D mhm mm it's a full, it's a 20 to 20 mic. Oh, nice. So that thing sounds cool on guitar caps too. Hell yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, probably, probably a 121. Yeah. That would be, that would be my pick.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like ribbons. I just, I haven't had a lot of, I haven't gotten to use them a lot. I've got, I've got the and one. The oh.
0: 110, right? 101, Royer uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it's not the one twenty-one. It's, the, it's not the, 121. the little bro. It's a little
1: little little boy.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a, a good a good ribbon mic. Hell yeah!
1: What about uh, what type of guitar? I, I know. Well, I think I know what, what what guitar. If you could have one guitar, just body style or just yeah, like we'll go with body style. A yeah. Telecaster. Telecaster. I'm a sucker for a tele. Like it's just mm. yeah. Mm. I think um, uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to go with my what I have. SG. SG is my favorite. I do like, but I also uh, it's so funny. I'm not, like, a Gibson fanboy, but for some reason, like, to me, they just, they nailed the body shapes, man. The SG, I love the SG. The Paul. The, I'm not a huge Les Paul fan. You know, I want to own one. I want to have one just because, sure. like, if you're going to have
0: a studio, like, I feel like... I like the, uh... You'll
1: have the classics, you know.
0: There are some bands that have the, like, the one guy's playing the Les Paul... Mm-hmm. And the other person's playing a Telecaster, and it yeah. just... Oh, that's a great
1: blend. That's a great
0: blend. I hear there's something wrong with... It's funny. I think it's like the G-strings don't always sync up in tuning between a, a Les Paul and a Telecaster style. I probably imagine
1: the G-string doesn't line up on any guitars. guitars. Um, <laughs> unless you get a Wound i like, I'm a big fan of Wound Gs. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's some people's workarounds.
1: Yeah, um, a Wound G is the way
0: to go. And then people are like, you
1: can't bend as easily. Well, get stronger fingers then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like the Telecaster because you can have one, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, J. Moss of Defeater used the mm-hmm. same Telecaster that I own. Dude, I love tellies. Um, You know, Jim Root, yeah, thrown EMGs in that. You can make them semi-hollow. Uh, I think the guy for Jimmy World, his signature Telecaster is a semi-hollow with P90s in oh, okay. it. Like,
1: that's... I'm also a big fan of the uh, Gibson ES 335s. I do like those. I think those. it's the 337 is the bigger one. Or is it 36? That sounds right. I don't know. Whatever the 33? bigger one is. Yeah, I don't think it's 33. There's Whatever 33? the bigger bodied yeah. one is, I love those. I want to own one, uh, but I can't afford one. They're all like three grand.
0: Yeah, I, I don't... Those are my favorites too, besides SGs. I like SG. Yeah. I. You know, I just like good instruments. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, it's like I said with the bass. Like, I've I've never seen... It's not like I see a strap coming out of a, a guitar case and I'm like, here we fucking go.
1: God <laughs> damn <should>. it. <laughs> you should. Next time you see a strap, you should be like, nope, we're done. Session
0: over. You know, no straps like, on my doll. I, you know, it's we were talking about... I feel like the guitar shape itself really is player dependent, you know? It's just like certain people prefer certain body oh, shapes. Yeah. Like, no, the shape has nothing to do with it, in my opinion. I mean, kind I was, of. But. You know, it's like... I, I always call it, like, the threshold of acceptability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, as long as it works, yeah. and it doesn't, like, there's not, like, a whistling in the pickups or something. Like, yeah, or that's like, microphone or yeah. like that, and they're whoop. <laughs> And it's intonated properly. We're good. Oh, yeah. Like, I would like to get some Rickenbackers one day. Oh, I'd like, great. I've never heard one up close that I've been, like, involved in, but there, I've seen bands that have them, like, I like that sound. They're punchy. It's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, I I like how
1: these days, like I feel like because of all the different eras we've experienced with with music is like, you can use any guitar and any amp for any any genre. You know, I feel like, I mean, guys are, you know, the recent, like last 10 years, people started playing tellies and metal and it's awesome and it's super cool and
0: it's like, you know, I mean, at Just if you're going to do the single coil, like I like hot single coil pickups mm, playing heavy stuff. Yeah. Make sure you have a noise gate. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no matter what, if you're playing heavy music, yeah, have a noise gate. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a noise band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's it's so. I think that's the kind of the cool thing about guitar and bass is that I feel like, for drums, it's a little, it is more so genre dependent. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with in terms of your setup, but I feel like with guitar and bass like it's gotten to the point now where people have done so much stuff that everybody's ears have gotten used to like you could do whatever you know yeah, I don't, there's you could no make a metal song rules. with a you know with a with a Fender uh a Blues Junior and a Tele and it's like yeah man you just Crank it to fifteen, cool. and yeah. it's just distorting the speakers, and it's like cool, it's metal now, like whatever. I tuned my yeah. Telecaster to drop B once. So I was like, I just want to hear this, and yeah. I was like, it sounds doomy as fuck. Yeah, like, and it's like folk and and country guys have been using less Pauls and everything else for yeah. forever. You know, like you know everybody like I feel like every other genre of music has used every different thing. Well, I guess maybe in country music you don't hear anybody ripping a dual rack. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Somebody pointed out to me if somebody if some I country mixed, guitar players rip in a dual rack, you know, on stage. I
0: mixed a a bro country band on Saturday, and I was like, "This is gonna be fun, dude." They had their stuff together. Hell yeah! Um, the guy was playing um, the neural DSP version of the. Uh, oh, he's got the, the quad the, cortex. Yeah. Oh man, he was playing a PRS through that. Nice. Fucking dude, those are awesome. It was. Uh, it was a little scary at first, because I was—I uh, finished up my second-to-last band, and then Bob's stage took over, and uh, the one guy was like, hey, the, the band is in the hallway. They have some questions. And I was like, I really have to pee? <laughs> like, can I do that first? And then I was in the bathroom. I was like, fuck, them having questions means they brought their own drum kit. And I was like, wait, they're the last band. That means our third person can just pack the drums up. Yeah. That makes it easier. And I was like... And that means they need in-ears. Like, shit. I was like, I don't have the outputs for in-ears. And I was like, they don't have a sound check. And the guy's like, we have in-ears. And I was like, that might be a tough swing. He's like, we have our own in-ear rack, so you would plug into our stuff, and we would send a split to you, That and the split goes to our in-ears. And I was like, we can do that. Yeah. Let's go. They had it, no monitors on stage. This band had it together. And
1: they they were mixing themselves? They mixed themselves in their ears?
0: Yeah. Awesome. So everything was how they wanted it. Hell, yeah. Um... And then I just basically, all I had to do was level out, you know, my inputs mm-hmm. and their backing tracks. How did they get, did they get their drums in their ears too, or were you not micing up drums? They had drums in the ears. Oh, nice. Um, they didn't have overheads or anything. Nah. Um, they had a talkback mic from the drummer mm-hmm. that they kind of pointed at the kit that didn't go out front. It was like, this is just for us, and we will use this as a trash mic for just drum ambience yeah, in our ears. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, this is perfect. Dude, We we struck... And pin them in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Did they uh, Were they running the... So the guitar
1: player you said was running the quad cortex. Mm-hmm. Was he running to a cab or were you just running that direct to you? Direct to me. How did it sound?
0: Good. My only... and it. Um, we had to split the console so my stage was only the left output and mm-hmm. Bob's stage was only the right output so I had to mix them in... Mono. Complete mono. Uh, which their guitar tones were a little too similar mm-hmm. so it was kind of hard to get separation but once yeah. I got it working it kind of locked together i would have liked to have a stereo mix but i also just consider mixing in small room just weird mono anyway yeah it's kind of like if you put like two mics on a single speaker and pan them left and right it's not really stereo it's goofy mono
1: (laughs) goofy mono
0: (laughs) one of that shirt idea you're like (laughs) like it's technically stereo but you're like Oh, I you're, have a great you're, joke, but it... You're riding Mongo, <laughs> or yeah. you're pushing Mongo, or you're, uh, you're pushing with remind your... Remind me
1: to tell you my goofy mono joke after the show. You're, you're
0: pushing with your front foot on the <laughs> skateboard. like <laughs> Oh, my God. It's, yeah, but, yeah, the guy was playing a, a Les Paul, or not a Les Paul, a PRS, S-E... Do the quad. I don't like PRS guitars. Um,
1: <laughs> I know you're not a fan. <laughs> That's um, the one thing. I see somebody pull out a PSI, PRS guitar, I'm like,
0: ah, here we go. You <laughs> got I know what kind of band you're going to be. Um, and then the other guy had a humbucker, <laughs> humbucker telly. So I think if I could have panned them out a little bit in mm-hmm. the speakers, the mix would have come together. Yeah. But it, was just tough. it wasn't, I mean, if my, all I had to do for this band once I got levels set was like maybe trim some stuff. I didn't yeah. have to. I mean I had you know, boosted the kick drum and Yeah. Made it made it pump and punch, but like all I was doing was babysitting the C four on vocals as a D de Yeah. And a D boomer, if you will. D boomer. Uh and then I was mainly just <laughs> That's what I call COVID, the D de-boomer. boomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Woo! Uh no, all I was doing was the fun stuff where I was babysitting my bus compressor mm-hmm. and I was changing reverb and delay times. Nice. That was it. Yeah, I love when bands,
1: especially when we get into the studio, if they already know that, like, hey, we should have slightly different guitar tones that are complementary so that you get this left and right depth. Because if it's yeah. the, you can get away with doing the same exact tone, like not, not literally copy and paste, but like, you know, same exact tone, same yeah. guitar, just two different takes. That's cool. It, it's got a, a sound to it, but I think you get a lot more depth, a lot more yeah. movement
0: when you have a slightly different complementary tone. Yeah, I mean, it's the same as, like, painting like yeah. if you're using the same shade of green for everything, there's going to be no depth to your visually to something. Yeah. So like I, I think a, a lot of guitar players are pretty good at finding their bass tone, mm-hmm. like their their foundation, B-A-S-C. their foundational tone for guitar, but they're not good at finding a tone that complements yeah. it.
1: I love... One of my favorite complimentaries is a Marshall JCM 800 and a Bogner Ubersall. Those two together. Yeah. You know, that, that whole sound. Or, or you know, switch it out with like a Mesa and a Marshall or a yeah, Fender and a Mesa. Just, you know, stuff that it's like they're different characteristically that even if you dial them in almost identical, they're still going to have varying characteristics. Like, yeah. you know, you're never going to get a Marshall to sound like a Mesa boogie and vice versa. Like they're, Yeah. You know, so I think... If you can in the studio, use two different amp heads. Don't just dial in different settings because, yeah. I mean, unless you completely change the cabinet, the guitar, and, the, and your pedal sit- situation, yeah. like if you're running a very similar setup for, you know, through a Marshall, Marshall's going to sound like a Marshall, no matter yeah. what you really do. So I think having two different amp heads, um, even if it's just a one guitar player band, you know, doing your yeah. stereo tracking with different setups is going to
0: get you farther. Yeah, it's, um, I feel it's a real overlooked kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even mixing, like, even live, I feel like bands, like the guitar players will have tones that are very, very similar. Yeah, And it's like, there just needs to be something. There just needs to be
1: something, you know? Like, the yeah. way me and Matt have it set up is his guitar tone is a little bit Actually, his guitar tone is brighter than mine. Mine's yeah. a lot darker. Well, you're more of um, the rhythm. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I'm more rhythm. He's more lead. And so, you know, they're both high gain. They're both. Yeah. Um, I think his is based off of a uh, 5150 and oh, a makes Mesa sense. blend. Yeah. And then mine, I'm doing a Friedman and an Ubershaw blend. Um, yeah. And so, you know, they're both by themselves. You're like, oh yeah, they're they're similar tones, but they mm-hmm. combine each other really nicely. I think. You know, we
0: still have got dialing
1: in to do, but they're. Damn. You know, you could tell there's two distinctly different guitar tones.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't need to be like, whoa, look at how drastically different
1: these yeah, guitar no. tones
0: are. But, it, you know, it does need to, there needs to be contrast in order to get the separation. Exactly, in the mix. Yeah, yeah it's it's strange. Very, very, very. I mean, unless you're, like, going for that, like, we're a tight rhythmic band. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Gojira, their guitar tones are similar, but the whole point of the guitars in that band really are just to reinforce what the drums are doing. Yeah, they're not meant to, like,
1: pop out and go, check out this crazy riff. It's just the whole
0: thing is just this moving wall. Yeah, it's a wall of rhythm in that band, which is why I love them so much. Um, But even then, they get crazy. You know, he's doing some, like, twangy Telecaster stuff for, like, lead stuff, so...
1: Dude, the the Gojira Neural DSP plugin is one of my. It's, it's my sick. like go to amp plugin because there's so many different options with that one. Yeah, I, I love that. Love that. Love it. Love it.
0: I mean, yeah, but their guitar tones aren't like drastically different. Yeah, no. It's um, but they do. They do it well. Like they do the similar guitar tone mm-hmm. well.
1: Yeah, and I think it really helps because of their style of music. Like we yeah. said, it's that that rhythmic
0: wall, kind of like Meshuga. You know? Yeah, it's their their those bands aren't. Like, if you're playing really fast, you don't need a whole lot of low-end in your... Yeah. Like, you know, um, I really love the Volition album by Protest the Hero. Those yeah. guitars are thin. And I don't mean thin in a bad way, but there's so much, like... Because well,
1: they've got so much going on that you, yeah. you've got to cut them. I mean, every I think almost all of their albums, their guitar tins
0: are are all high I listened to... Because uh, I still my favorite. The second album. Uh, Fortress? Fortress, yeah. Those guitars are pretty... I don't mean muffled in a bad way but they are more a little thicker they've got the Mesa sound where, yeah. without the treble boost like mm-hmm. it's you know it's fine but the Volition one it's like it's so <laughs> those guitars are just band passed. Yeah. it's nothing but mid range <laughs> um, it's awesome but for that style it really works because they're playing really fast a lot of intricate stuff so they need that they're super busy but if they were you know if they were running the Pantera tone it would be like this is not (laughs) working speaking of protest this is not working
1: one of my favorite (laughs) concert videos ever is them they're playing this this festival and it, it is dead it looks like a dead festival people are not grooving to them and there's this huge is it huge... the one where
0: they're playing on like the street
1: corner yeah yeah, yeah. And there's this huge circle opened up for like a pit and there are like three dudes that are like, like just kind of jogging around and then eventually like half of the song they all just sit down and they start pretending to canoe there's <laughs> it's just these awesome. two dudes in the middle of this entire pit are just canoeing on the street Roadie's like in the midst of his alcohol alcoholism the whole band just looks like they've been on the road for too long they're just phoning the shit in and these two guys in the crowd are just canoeing <laughs> (laughs) doing like,
0: fuck it, man. This is what it it. is. Awesome. (laughs) It's great. Yeah, but like, that's, you know, probably not a guitar tone that you would hear in the room and be like, that's great. Yeah. But it was a a compromise to highlight
1: their musicality. I feel like sometimes, you know, with, with bands that, I feel like where you're not well, you've got very dense arrangements, so unlike you know Zeppelin or unlike you know Van Halen back in the day, where you can you, get
0: away with you that.
1: Could, you could do, you know. I feel like today with these dense arrangements, these 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 crazy bands, like you know, your tone might not sound amazing in the room. Might not be like, yeah, this is the tone I want live. Mm-hmm. Like your live tone is going to be different than the studio because in the studio you've got to carve it out and make room for yeah, everything that's everything going on. You like- know, like, like we're talking about bands like Protest the Hero, where mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, that tone. They play with different tones live because they've got you know it's live and they can have a little more leeway with stuff. Whereas in the studio, it's like you've got to carve that stuff out. Yeah, on. it has to fit the medium that yeah. you're that is being presented. Like one of my them. favorite bands, Thank You Scientists. Like they've got a violin player and they've got yeah. horns and other stuff like that. And it's like you know the guitar is this this one piece in this huge puzzle. and it's mm. like that guitar tone by itself in the room. It's probably not like, oh, this is so sick. Listen to how huge it is. Like, No, it's pretty thin, but within the context of the mix. You hear it in the mix, and you're just like, this highlights
0: the song. Yeah, when it gets
1: filled out by the bass and the drums, it's just like, yeah,
0: the mix is huge. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like cooking, you know? Yeah. Like, if I just went upstairs and just grabbed random spices in my cabinet and just started, like... Throwing it in, like, you look like you're like milking a really wide utter. Yep, really wide. Uh, <laughs> if I did, you know, if I just started th- band name, really <laughs> wide, otter. wide utters. Uh, find us on uh, Spotify for. Nah, no screw more. that, we're not on Spotify, uh, man. We're wide utters. Check <laughs> us out on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Uh, we have cassettes uh, in our trunk, so <laughs> come back, come to the back of my car. <laughs> you know, the less ingredients you put in, the more you can taste the spices. Yeah. So. Just something to think Taste about. Taste the power of the um, sun. Yeah. Cool. Should really, we... Uh, there was a point to that, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't it know. Just, <laughs> like we're tasting things now. Okay, you know, it's like... Lick yeah. your guitar before you play it. That's the You key. know, one of your guitar tones needs to be sweet, and the other one needs to be savory. I dig it. Pairs well together. Salt and pepper. Sweet you know? and sour chicken, baby. S&P that guitar tone up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want to talk about some of our favorite guitar tones? Sure, yeah, let's want to do bring it. it out? The
0: playlist. Dude, a quick episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you know what you like, you know what you like. Oh, no, let's get it. We didn't talk about uh, specific mic. I mean, we talked about... When you're miking up a cab, like, let's... I just take my iPhone and <laughs> I... Hold it. <laughs> we completely ignored the miking of the guitar cabs. Um, we didn't completely ignore it. We talked about it a little bit, but... We can go into a little um, bit more depth. Yeah. I mean, I love... I... Uh,
1: I love the 57 with anything else combo. Like I love a 57 with a 414, 57 with a 421, 57 with a yeah. Um, I I like a lot of that. Um, you know, I I also I was a big fan of the 57 with another angled 57 off axis.
0: I like that um, for heavier stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that's always I really cool. Use
0: that. Um, do you
1: room mic your stuff? uh if i'm doing very busy dense like metal then no yeah, yeah but if i'm doing I'm like rock music where you know i i'd say like rock music in the in the vein of like foo fighters you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing and, and their various you know relations like i definitely would do a room mic yeah. um i might not use it in every part of the song but yeah, like if but it's a big out, chorus yeah. you know in and out like i'll you know add that in there and really because i think it Especially if you track it in the same room where you mm-hmm. do your drums, which I might not always do that. I might do separate rooms. But if you do track in the same room, uh, I think it's really cool to have that guitar room tone. That's like, oh, there's this acoustic thing that's similar to the, the drum room
0: mics, and you can kind of blend it yeah, together. Yeah, it sounds like it's in the same room. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan. Like I find that with cleaner tones, I can get away with more of that stuff. Oh yeah, where you know. When it's a clean guitar I don't necessarily want it like glued to my ear. When I'm no, listening to No, you want to it to it. sound like there's
1: I yeah. there's like space between the guitar and then your actual speaker.
0: Yeah, and definitely even in heavier stuff, it I feel like it's always nice to record a double that is cleaner than yeah. necessarily just the all out tone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing with the snare where it's just like I it's sometimes useful to do another pass where the drummer turns the snare wires off and just hits the accent notes, so you can get yeah. the no- more of the note of the snare, too. I don't know. Clean guitars often get overlooked in the uh, heavier stuff, but it is what gives clarity, I feel. Oh, yeah. No, I
1: don't. Even when I'm doing, like, high-gain stuff, I'll always be like, hey, if this is where your gain's at live, that's cool, but we're going to mm. bring it down a little bit because we're going to be layering the guitars. Ever Mike, so- ever Mike, the back of the cab? No, I've never done that
0: cool sometimes. Do you do that with a closed back or an open back situation? I have mic'd the back of a closed back cab um, once and then I think I just did it as like a weird room tone Mm -hmm. thing. I think it was like but I'm pretty sure I did that with whatever was being recorded at that point. It needed this just like ungodly muddy guitar sound I thought would sound cool so I did mic the back Ah. just so it was like the the closed cab resonating have but you it ever was... done the uh,
1: underwater mic trick where you take like glass of water and stick it stick no the mic i haven't tried that that does that's weird it's cool it's cool little
0: effect um but no like typically like especially if it's like an atmospheric like clean little like mm. you know a
1: room mic is useful um i like doing a room mic for guitars in another room like have like the, far away yeah, yeah. like a far away like um like I did one where, one time where in my, my guitar tracking room there's a bathroom next to it so I had the the mic yeah, yeah. in the bathroom with the door closed oh, and so cool. it was this really far away sound Muffled like it, sound. yeah cool. it was like really cool because um, then like the tile in the bathroom I, I think I actually had it in the shower so then like the porcelain I, no, it's not oh, porcelain nice whatever nice. the hell
0: bat, the bathtub's made yeah, out yeah. of that's cool um,
1: it was this cool reflective sound and it was like it just added a little bit of shimmer that's um, sweet
0: yeah I mean I'm looking forward to putting that Heil on a guitar cab I haven't done that yet but you have to clean this thing after I'm done nice. with it. Uh, I don't like the i5 on a guitar cab. I find it's a little brittle. Mm. Um, love it on snare drums, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, I'm a big fan of, I'm, I like condensers on guitar cabs, if they're not too yeah. high of gain guitar cab, guitar-like tones. because mm-hmm. um, I, I think it just adds, like, a
0: really nice bit of air to it. I also like them as my rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think one of my picks was recorded with, uh, 57 and a U87 on the cab. Ooh, nice. There's, yeah, bright, dark, um... Yeah, I need to get more ribbons for my. I'm looking at my mics right now, for anyone <laughs> who can't see me. Um, ooh, My M201 would probably be cool on a guitar cab. The buyer. Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to hear that sounds. Yeah, I don't know. It's not, man, there's so much. It just depends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever, I try not to put two of the same mics on a cab, though. I definitely want the contrast.
1: The only time I'll ever put two of the same is if it's the fifty-seven thing that I do. Yeah, that was it. Like the Friedman technique.
0: Uh, or yeah, whatever. the Friedman yeah. technique,
1: or like center cone, center dust cap, and then uh, yeah. cone. But yeah, typically, I think fifty-seven is the only time I'll ever do two of them. Other than that, I would never do like two four fourteen. Yeah, or the two four twenty ones. Like yeah. now, two um, ribbon mics on the cap. I mean, they are completely different sounding. Maybe I don't know.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I would. Bright. Bright mic. Dark mic. Dark mic, dark mic. I like yeah, dark mic. I just try not to get... I mean, really, just try not to get so much proximity effect on the guitar mm. mic itself. Just because... I mean, unless it's, like,
1: heavy music. Yeah, You yeah. need that. Where you want to get that, like, yeah. boom, boom, that pulsing kind of sound from the, yeah. the Chugs. Chug City, baby! alright
0: yeah, Let's Oh, when you're doing, like, a 414-style mic, is that... Are you miking the center of the cone with that? Or oh, you more, no, no. Yeah, I would like say gonna, that would be, like...
1: That'd be like crazy. Horribly bright. Yeah, no, I'll generally do like the like the, the, the cone, like the outer cone edge. Um Yeah, and I, I and if I'm doing and a lot of times the four fourteen too, I'll I'll do like a foot away from the guitar. A cabinet. Like I'll do like a foot away from the guitar cabinet if I'm just using that for like a more of like a roomy guitar tone. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like the
0: Zeppelin kind of thing mm-hmm. where like all
1: those guitar tones sound like they're in the room. They're not yeah. like directly on the speaker.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, one thing that is if you're gonna mic the back of an open back cab, mm-hmm. definitely point the two capsules at each other. Yeah, and
1: f- flip sure the phase to, of one of them. <laughs> be sure to flip the phase on the back one. Flip so. the sp-
0: phase on your actual speakers. Yeah. Wire your guitar cab out of phase and record it. Also Do out it. of phase.
1: I w- I didn't put them in my list because I I just I don't know I picked my favorite favorite guitar tones like not my favorite favorites but like some that I really like. Mm. But honorable mention to Led Zeppelin guitar tones. Those are awesome. And nobody's recaptured them since. Honorable Um, mention to Led Zeppelin. Period. Oh, also... um, It's undeniable how how great their recordings
0: were. If you are going to close your live set with a uh, non-keyboard rendition of uh, The Who's Baba O'Reilly... (laughs) <laughs> Make sure that you're not using a dotted quarter note delay because it'll sound like the whole band is off. I, but also, I don't even know what you're talking about. But <laughs> I'm this I'm is just here for it. My my trash talk segment. That band that I don't like uh-huh. closed their set with that. And you know how that song's got the really sporadic keyboard. this well,
1: band is gonna know who you're ta- you're talking about uh, them because they're not gonna I, listen to my <laughs> podcast. Um, and if they do, hi, hi. Thanks. I support you guys. I don't know who you are. Thanks but... for
0: listening. <laughs> yeah, they tried to do the you know that sporadic little key part of the song. I actually
1: don't know that song. If oh. I heard it, I'd probably know it, but I'm not a huge who fan. So Yeah. I know Teenage Waysland.
0: Yeah, it's that song. It's called Baba O'Reilly. Is it really? Yeah. You know the sporadic keyboard thing that leads that song in? Yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. is that
1: really called something different? Yeah, it's called Baba O'Reilly. See, this is exactly... I mean, I know Pete Towns is a guitar player. I, it's so funny. I've read his biography, but I don't even listen to his band. I'm just like, I like Pete Towns. He's, he seems like a fun guy, and I'm just like, I couldn't tell you. anything. Yeah, songs. they.
0: I mean, you know, four-piece... I, I respect what they were trying to do, <laughs> like, but because I don't like them, I loved, I like to see them fail. Like so, the, who you, had a keyboard player? Yeah. it was it just on the record? Just, I think just on the record, uh, and they okay. probably had some guy play it live. <laughs> see, um,
1: I don't know anything. I'm going to get so roast I don't, I don't know anything about them.
0: I mean, they're not, like... <laughs> I don't love them. Keith Moon was a drummer, right? Yeah. I almost said the drum player. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> John Ein was the bass player. Underrated. He's got some. Who is their vocalist? Roger Daltrey? Really? Yeah. I know nothing. Yeah, they botched the song. He had the delay setting wrong. So hum it's for me.
1: Hum the hum the part. I don't want to do that. We'll do play it, it afterwards.
0: No, hum the part for me, goddamn. I can't hum it. There's too much going on. I can't, I can't make one vocal line sound like eight fingers on a keyboard. Uh, uh, you've let me down. Anyway, the guitar player tried to do that with a delay, yeah. but he had it set so it sounded like the band was syncopating the song uh-huh. by a dotted quarter note. That's rough but then the trail of the delay was so long that it wouldn't stop until, it wouldn't disappear and keep going <laughs> it wouldn't stop until the next two and so it wasn't uh-huh. like one and two and mm-hmm. it was one and two and three and four and one and two and that's a really long delay it
1: was awesome you should have just rolled with it you should
0: be like added your own delay in there let's do it I did I just.
1: <laughs> so that's some 16th
0: note triplets this band can't sound any worse <laughs> oh wait yes it can syncopated delays let's go yeah it could have been fun it was
1: I love was the uh, the whole delay on guitar things with like, you know, yeah. like the edge delay and other bands that have done it with their own thing where you are using the delay to create more notes that you can't play I, I love that sound it, it is
0: good, cool they they tried to do that but no one hit what it was just
1: yeah here's another shout out I didn't pick them but a lot of U2 guitar tones. I love them they're great
0: I listened to U2 when I was setting up today Oh,
1: yeah. Are they on your list? No.
0: Um, yeah, I, didn't, I a didn't... strange. I have a love-hate relationship with you too. I think everybody does. Yeah. And it's not even because they put an album on iTunes. Oh, yeah, so I forgot like, about that. I, everyone gets mad about that. I was like, eh. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like... A lot of my favorite U2 songs aren't the ones that the, like, common person's going to mm-hmm. listen to. And it's not because I'm, like, so hipster of a U2 fan. It's like, I like the unknown stuff. But there the five are. U2 mm-hmm. songs that I love are, like, you know, it's not still haven't found what I'm looking for, uh, yeah. or Pride, or Sunday Bloody. It's like, there's fine songs, but the five U2 songs that I'm like, fuck, yeah, are just not those. My Bullet uh, the Blue Sky. Yep. Love that song. Numero Uno. Streets have no name. Love That's that a good one. New Year's Day is one of my God, favorites. That's a great one. I think Beautiful Day is good. Oh, put, yeah, I love Beautiful Day. Puts me in we a should good just mood. do a whole episode yeah, about U2. Yeah. <laughs> we should have Corey on for our u Corey like U2? No, she hates oh, it. oh, that'd be great. We should totally do I know, that'd be the great. like, they suck. And I think uh, Vertigo. Oh, yeah, that's Vertigo's great. a great song. There's a buzzy... Chainsaw guitar sound. Yeah. And that was this that was like Homie's bass guitar. I uh, one of my guitar team students was shitting on the edge. He's like,
1: Yeah, because what is that? Uh that documentary it might get, it might it get loud. Loud. He's like you've got all these great guitar players, you have the fucking edge. And I'm like, Well, I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, he's not in the same caliber as like those guys, but the edge is you know, one of the most famous guitar players because nobody created that sound that he's created until after him. You know, Jack
0: White went boom, 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 boom. I know.
1: Boom. I feel like Jack White is so in the same caliber as like The Edge, where like they create really cool sounds with their guitar. It's kind of like yeah. Tom Morello. Like, I know people are going to be like, Tom Morello's actually a really great guitar player. But like, you know, yeah, he writes great riffs, but most of his stuff is like he wouldn't be remarkable except for the fact that he did really cool sounds with his guitar.
0: You know? Yeah, he made the pedal board. As much of the instrument, instrument as, as what he's he playing, yeah. Because yeah, like, you look really at the cool. edge through the years, like, bro, he could play the the intro to where is it? What where, where the, streets the streets have no name? Yeah. He could play that on a Telecaster. He could play that. He's usually an Explorer guy, right? Yeah. He could I'm play, play that. It yeah. doesn't matter. PRS, what you hate, he could still play that live, and it would be fucking cool. Like, yeah, his physical guitar doesn't necessarily yeah, I mean, it's just matter going, as
1: much. Dun 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 dun. And then it's the delay that's creating it. That, builds it. It's it, 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 cool. It's so awesome. Yeah, like. Shout out the edge. You should go on the podcast.
0: So you know what? what? Oh, yeah. You know What's what? his real name? I don't know, but I was going to roll up my beanie like his. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's the man. You know what? Uh, shout out to Internet. I was going to just shout out the edge. Um, I feel like his name might just be the edge. He probably got legally changed. Uh, David Howell Evans. I think he made the right choice by going mm. by the edge. Same thing with Bono. Yeah. I rather him hang-
1: hate him. He's, he's a guy.
0: He's a man. I'd rather hang out with The Edge, I think.
1: Yeah, I'd like to hang out with them both together. That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. Hey, Bono, The Edge, come hey, on the come pod. On the come, on. come on, you want to yeah. hang out on the couch. <laughs> Bono, Animal, and <on> The Edge. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk. All right, now we can get into uh, the talk. Yeah. Time. Yeah. yeah, all right, let's 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 do it. Fuck, gonna, there's got to be you 2 on the playlist, even if we don't talk yeah, about no, it. Yeah,
1: no, just put them on the playlist anyways. Put, and put, put a Zeppelin song on the playlist. like Put, a, put Over the Hills and Far
0: Away on there. Ooh, Over gonna, the
1: Hills and Far Away, well, yeah. Cause that one's got a great. It starts off with the 12 string and yeah. the, and the clean tone, and then it comes in with. That's a great song. Put that on
0: there. I was gonna put uh, Black Dog on there. Put them both on there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that one's just you know,
1: guitar gods. That's not my thing. It's, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll start. Yeah.
0: Um, anything by Katy Perry.
1: <laughs> Lil Wayne's guitar tone on that album that has yeah. guitar on it. On or? that
0: live performance where he played the solo. Yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, I really like Wes Borland as a guitar player. What band? Limp Biscuit.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. He's got some great tones, man. Yeah. Uh, He's got some great
0: tones. So my first pick for guitar tones is Take a Look Around by Limp Biscuit. Not probably in my top 100 songs or whatever, but... There's such, he has such good contrasting ideas in his guitar parts because that starts off really. I think he used a Roland Jazz chorus for like his pl- pedal platform amp mm-hmm. and then whatever he did. Because there's atmospheric, like melodic guitar parts in that song that are mixed further back, and then the tone just gets heavier and heavier and more in your face. And it's yeah. just like, it's loud in the left ear, and then it doubles on the right ear, and then it somehow even gets more loud <laughs>
1: in. He should have been in the documentary. It might get
0: lost. Yeah, that Love or hate Limp Biscuit? Love. Me, love, personally. But that guitar track is awesome. Oh, yeah. Hell so yeah. So that's all I have to say. I'll Why? talk about Limp Biscuit all day. Do <laughs> you want us to? St- I'm going to do a callback to the first time we tried the podcast. If you want this podcast to get canceled because you're tired of listening to us, get Fred Durst on the pod and I'll retire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, uh, one of my guitar since Church Burner by Periphery off their, no, their fourth album. Uh, that opening riff, is like some single coil guitar. It might be a Telecaster. I think it sounds like a Telecaster, but it could just be some other single coil thing. But it's like super compressed, and it just sounds like each one of those notes is just slapping the speaker. It's so cool. And then it kicks in, and it's just this heavy, heavy metal, but uh, I think it's a really interesting tone for that. Um, yeah,
0: they do be having the because
1: uh, it's not genti like it doesn't sound like their typical yeah. genti tones. It's this this other thing that they went for on this album, and I think no other song on the record has that guitar tone because um, they, they used a different guitar on it. Um, but it's definitely yeah. not a humbucker, so I think it's a, a cool example of how heavy heavy metal tones you can get with non-humbucker yeah. guitars. Um,
0: Cool. Super slick. I'll transition with that. Uh, heavy guitar tone not recorded with humbuckers. Uh, I'm going to pick Bastards by Defeater. Oh, yeah. Telly through a something or other. Yeah. Recorded. I know. I think he's said that he's on guitars. He's pretty much just a Royer 121 guy. Oh, nice. Like four or six inches back from the speaker. Even on their old stuff? I mean, that album was one Bastards of the newer was... ones. That was Letters Home. Yeah, that was the third album. right? Was that the fourth album? Third album. Third album so I would, yeah I mean I listened to it today and it sounds yeah. ribbon mic-esque yeah, that's so. awesome. yeah that's my second pick it's yeah. that whole album tonally is uh, I'm,
1: sick so I'm pretty sure then just t- sticking with the uh, I remember somebody telling me that this album was recorded with ribbons but uh Paper Airplanes by AFI it's off their Sing the Sorrow record my favorite mm-hmm. record by them uh that guitar tone is super dark I love it it's very moody sounding Damn. um it's in like they they've got it's still that record still has their punk influence on it so it's an upbeat song um and there's a lot of intricacies in his guitar playing that I think, surprisingly, even with as dark of a tone as it is, still come out. I think just because of how, uh, how true they stay to just being a three-piece band. Well, three-piece plus singer. Um, yeah. But uh, I love that guitar tone. One of my favorite guitar tones ever
0: is off that album. Sweet. Um, I love the guitar tones on the song Getaway by Pearl Jam. Off of one of their newer albums. I forget what it's called. It It came out in like 2013. I remember about that album coming out is I was super stoked on the first two songs on the album, and then the rest was just like, this isn't great. Mm. It's it sounds like it's got that like hot rod Texas telly sound to it, but it's a Pearl Jam style song. I don't know. It's like I always feel that Pearl Jam has like classic country tones, but they do it in a rock
1: yeah yeah and
0: it's just yeah because
1: they've always been so people always you know they they got lumped into the grunge scene but i mean even when you listen to 10 it's so blues based you know it's it's just high energy
0: high energy blues it sounds like the perfect just like spanky single coil sound i think i'll add this to the playlist it's not one of my picks uh but it's uh sort of grunge, is when Johnny Cash was just like, I'm just going to record all these old fucking songs, like mm-hmm. when he, he did his covers album. Yeah. The blues guitar tone that comes in halfway through his cover of Rusty Cage <laughs> oh, is yeah. like the perfect blues rock guitar yeah. tone. So I'll throw that. On. That'll, oh, be, yeah. a, that'll be a bonus. There's going to be a lot of bonus Speaking picks about uh,
1: slappy, slappy, twangy guitar tones, uh, the song Pool by, I call them Trico. Other people call them Tricot. Not sure, but T R I C O T R I C O T. They're a Japanese all-girl uh, all band. They were all-girl band. I don't know. They might have a guy drummer now. But um, they are awesome. They're like super pop math uh, mm. rock. Um, and they're all like slightly distorted. Like it sounds just like they're running tellies into like some type of Fender. Maybe a little bit of blues distortion yeah. on it. Sick. And uh, super clean, but, but driven just enough that it... it It just amps it up, high energy, super slappy sounding, but super technical. I feel like there's going to be a lot of bonus picks on this guitar playlist. I mean, there's just so many great guitar tones out there. I tried to pick, like, you know, with, like, the church burner, with the paper airplanes in the pool. Like, those are all very very different ones. And my last two are just, like, two of my all time favorite
0: tones. That's kind of where I was going with it, too, where I picked one that had a lot of contrast in pick number one. Second and third picks, which you just heard, are, like, definite single coil guitars but have that drive to it um i might just be going through like a nostalgic phase right just a phase just a nostalgic phase where like i do kind of miss the days where like it just sounded like an sm57 in front of a mesa cab yeah there is something about that like i think it's because like thrice released like the Illusion of Safety album turned like 20 the, like mm-hmm. last week or something so I listened to that and I was like "Wow, oh, fuck it's just a 57 in you front know what's of turning 20
1: uh, Sticks and Stones album by Newfound Glory
0: and they're going on tour oh nice not Thrice or Newfound Glory. Glory <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pick Monkey Wrench by the Foo Fighters hey that's got a good tone I yeah, like that that whole tone. album Is there's a breakdown a uh, shape and color color and shape right? color and yeah. shape yeah um yeah, that was cool. Like all the clean tone, that whole album. It was Dave's Mesa Slant Cab, and mm-hmm. they just changed out the amp heads because they like, yeah, recorded that cool. album. They didn't like it. Dave redid the drums, and then they redid the album from that. Oh, Dave did the drums on that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was Taylor in the band? No, he joined after that. Oh, okay. Um, so that was still in the phase of Dave being like, "I hate all of you." Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but that I think on the breakdown, the guy said it was a '57 and an '87. Okay. Doing the bright dark thing, mm-hmm. and then if they needed the tone to be cleaner, they would just turn down the output on the guitar, so it wouldn't drive the amp as much. Oh, that's So awesome. all the clean tones on that album, like Everlong, when it's really clean, is just, just a roll back guitar. Yeah, and Classic. that kind of like it's cool because that takes some of the high end out too. Yeah. like it's cleaner. but no, it's I love scooped. a good just
1: volume yeah. roll back on a, on the guitar. You get so many different
0: tones. And I listened. I kind of needle dropped through that album today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's a lot of drastically different guitar tones on that album. And, yeah. and the guy who recorded it was like, it was literally, Dave played the same guitar through the same amp and the same two microphones. It was literally all just like, yeah. oh, he had the volume. And I was like, fuck. I want to, awesome. so
1: I, yes, I think for 90% of all guitar players, I think your amp is one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. But there are some guys that break that. B.B. King. B.B. King, you know, when I think one of the greatest things is, you know, I'm not his biggest fan, but John Mayer is a great guitar player. Yeah. I can't deny it. There's a performance. I always he's use handsome. this as an example. I think I we talked about this with Bob, but if you like watch, there's this video of, of John Mayer playing with B.B. King, and John Mayer starts soloing, and it's like, damn, that guy's a good fucking guitar player. Yeah. But then BB just leaning back, looking like he's half fallen asleep, um, just starts playing just six notes. And the tone that he got. That man was magic. That man yeah. was just was was so talented, worked so hard, and he is, he is one of the few guitar players that I will say, yeah, the tone comes from your fingers. Because, yeah, you could probably put BB on a $5 guitar through a cardboard box, and it would still sound amazing because that man was just just so good at guitar. Whereas I think for 90% of the rest of us, you know, like... Your gear is very important. We, we need you know, the uh, platform. Gear, yeah, <laughs> whereas like BB just amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. I, you could, I mean, yeah, Freddie Mercury could sing through a fucking Fisher Price. Yeah, Pryke right. You know, Price there 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 are a few like, exceptions in my opinion, whereas I think a lot of people, you know, don't want to admit that it's like, yeah, no, you're, you know, like like me, like you know, I'm not gonna say I'm the greatest guitar player, and it's kind of like, yeah, you know, like I could play through a Marshall or a Mesa and, like, it might sound better through a Mesa because of just how I play or like that. But BB is mm. going to sound good no matter what you put it So it's going to still sound like him.
0: Yeah. Do you have any specific song or just shout uh, out BB? No, King? just
1: shout out BB. Any, anything, uh, his live stuff, just watch him play live. Yeah. Just watch any of the live I'll videos. check.
0: I'll throw some live BB yeah. King on the playlist.
1: But, uh, so number four for me is, uh, get out of my head by four years strong. It opens up. I don't know what's going on. I think there's an octaver on there. Um, I want to get your what's your opinion, but Will Putney gets some of the most amazing he, guitar I know he's tones. an octave guy,
0: dude. That um, like CKY octave down yeah. guitar sound—it's not—it doesn't work for everything, but what? When, oh, it's.
1: Sick. I mean that whole that whole this whole four-year strong record brain pain. This mm-hmm. song particularly, just because it opens up with just guitar, bam, better, yeah. It is so thick, <laughs> so gnarly. You're just like, and the groove—you just you yeah. get that nasty face head bob going on immediately. There's a,
0: I mean, it was Will Putney. There's a song on Every Time I Die" second to last record, Low Teens, where it's definitely the octave down guitar. Did Will do that one? I know. Yeah. He did. Oh, he did. Okay. Oh, because mm-hmm. I know he did the newest one. Yeah, he did the last two. But he did Low Teens.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love Low Teens.
0: Yeah, there's. I call it the CKY yeah. effect. So, yeah. Well, you guys are getting a lot of bonus songs. It's yeah. going to be a dope playlist. Yeah.
1: I like it because I, you know, we could have picked like, like I said when we started this, like I could have picked like a million guitar tunes. I'm like in the ones that I've picked, and then just some of these ones that are like you definitely got to mention them. Like when yeah. you're talking about guitar, you got to mention everybody that we mentioned. You
0: gotta you know, throw some, throw some Hendrix on there. Yeah, the fuck, it's my throw some,
1: though. throw some Eddie on there, Eddie Van Halen, you know, with the phaser. Like everybody's oh, still yeah. trying to capture that. Um,
0: cool. Some, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go my official fifth pick. Yeah, I've got one um, more after you. My official fifth. I'm going to go Parabola by Tool. I was going
1: to say, I was like, is there going to be a Tool song? It's got to pick it for drums
0: and bass? I feel like you got to go. Uh, there. I
1: have to. There, and right. I know you're going to pick it for vocals because Maynard's just... Next level. He's one yeah. of the, the best, in my opinion. Tool's not even one of my favorite bands, but I love Maynard's voice. I one, love his voice.
0: One week from this day. What a, what a! I will be seeing Tool. I think I'm gonna listen to uh, 10,000 Days on the way home. It's a good one. Uh, parabola is off of Lateralis.
1: Yeah. Which one? I, wait, what
0: has Sober on it? Undertow. Undertow. That was their first album. Okay, maybe I'll listen to that one. I like um, that one a lot. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something. It's got the uh, the beefy low end dark guitar, and yeah. then that cuts out into just like a reverbed out like mid range tone. Like it's just gnarly it's, yeah. it's good contrasting guitars in that song and Adam Jones is one of my favorite guitar players So, it's a great name too Adam Jones yeah, it's like such a
1: bland name but it's just become so awesome there are three awesome. famous
0: <laughs> Adam Joneses currently sort of are they all musicians uh, one is one is the guitar player for Tool one was uh, the center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles for about 10 years I are going to say
1: centerfold
0: center <laughs> fold for, for Playboy Magazine fold for MLB.com uh, and then the other one is a cornerback in the NFL huh. um, I don't know if he still plays he went by the nickname Pac-Man Pac-Man just I look hate. up uh, the Tom Segura bit uh, about Adam Pac-Man Jones and he'll fill you in on it <laughs>
1: So my number five pick is also my favorite guitar tone ever, um, and it's also the reason why I, I play an SG. Uh, Venus Doom by him, uh, one of my nice. favorite bands, got tattooed on me. Uh, I've been a fan of them for like for a long time now. But that guitar tone is awesome. It is so heavy and dark. I mean, I think he's in drop B. Uh, it's a SG through a yeah. Laney. He's doing the Tony Iommi thing. So also shout out to Tony Iommi for paving the way for heavy metal guitars. There's be some... What um, Black
0: Sabbath song you want on the playlist? Oh, uh, Hand of Doom. Oh, sweet. <laughs> um, Did you know that Bob's friends with the guy who a uh, guy who used to do front of house for him, right? Oh, really? Brad, for for him? For him? Oh, really? Like the band him? Like oh, what really? Yeah, Brad Divins is his name. I went to one of his live sound seminars before oh, the uh, the vid happened and oh, stop. Bob's everything. friends with him? Yeah, I'll have to ask him. Like, yo, what was?
1: What was the real secret behind that? No, I have watched so many videos on on Linde's guitar tone. But uh yeah, that Laney amps are I do like Laney. They're amps. so awesome. I I love them. But yeah, that guitar tone in the opening of of, of Venus Doom, that whole album, but that song in particular, his first song on the record is just super low end just like yeah. just like heavy metal, like doomy heavy metal. It's just awesome. Sick.
0: Shout out duality by Slipknot.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah! shout out shout out shout out I learned that guitar <laughs> riff and I was like I don't need to learn the podcast anymore. is just gonna keep rolling and rolling We're like oh but what about this guitar
0: tune and uh, this guitar tent <laughs> is that bad I learned one guitar riff and I was like I've learned enough <laughs> I don't need to I don't need to write my own music I just need to
1: play this riff over that's and how now. I feel about um, uh, Carry On My Wayward Son like you learn that song on guitar and it's just like k- amazing
0: I meant to say Peace of Mind by Boston cause those are my favorite just did I already say that yeah is that the first Boston record? Yeah. Dude, that album
1: is so well mixed. And he did There's that in his in his own basement. home studio, in his basement. Yeah. Like that album is like so incredible. The guitar tones are amazing. Those are the on that like record.
0: that when I'm talking about just like a straight up band pass yeah, mid-range yeah. guitar oh, tone. Man. That Dude, song that is, is Yeah. Yeah, this could let's, just be three hours. Let's <laughs>
1: leave it there with Boston, because I mean, like, we're a home. We're talking about home recording. Yeah, he home recorded on that that album, like that. A hey, uh,
0: shout out to the kid there in his uh, <laughs> wicked basement and making the uh, wicked, uh, wow. wicked guitar tones, eh? All right, uh, this has been episode something. Episode nine of the Backseat <laughs> Playlist. Follow us on Instagram at Reflections Artist Collective. Like us on Facebook if you're uh, on that platform. Follow us on YouTube at Reflections Artist Collective. If uh, you care to help out two nerds make content for you, subscribe to the Patreon. Change? You got any change there? I know.
1: We're jiggling uh, our cups. You got a
0: couple spare bits a month? All right, that's about it. Yeah. That's all I got. See you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.